happens, as it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. This is the Midday News for Thursday, September 22nd in the headlines. Dominica's president calls for the U.S. embargo on Cuba and Venezuela to be lifted when he represented Dominica at the 77th session of the U.N. General Assembly on Wednesday. The war crimes team of London's Metropolitan Police, a.k.a. Scotland Yard, is examining a complaint by British human rights lawyer Michael Pollack and is assessing allegations on abduction and torture of Mehul Choksi. And Russian President Vladimir Putin's Wednesday speech is seen as a clear sign that the war in Ukraine is not going well for Russia. And CBS News' Deborah Potter toured Izium and found Russian positions abandoned. The news is brought to you. Compliments, Courts Dominica Limited and Discover Dominica Authority. Start fresh with the cash you need with a loan of up to $20,000 from Quartz Ready Cash and get a reduced interest rate with your salary deduction. Plus, pay nothing down for 60 days. Enjoy same-day approval, flexible repayment terms, and hassle-free service. Start fresh with the cash you need today. It's easy to apply and no deposit is required. Visit your nearest Quartz or Quartz Ready Cash location or apply online at www.readyfinancecaribbean.com. Ask about our payment protection plan. Contact us today to start fresh with the cash you need. Quartz Ready Cash. We are ready when you are. Terms and conditions apply. Let's reunite from October 20th to 30th, 2022. Dominica invites you to celebrate the World Creole Music Festival. Three nights of pulsating rhythms on one stage. For more information, visit www.dominicafestivals.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at Dominica Festivals or Instagram at Dominica.Festival. Dominica's World Creole Music Festival. Celebrating 22 years in 2022. October 28th to 30th. The dominance of women in the workforce is a trend that is evident in many facets of society, according to Steve Joseph, president of the Dominica Public Service Union. Even in fields where males predominate, Joseph continued, there is either a 50-50 split in participation or a progressive shift in the demographic that needs to be examined to determine the cause. He was speaking on the DPSU's program last night. It's a trend you're seeing in every aspect of the society. You go to church, you go to social events, you see people in, in certain uh, career paths uh, dominated by women. Even areas that would normally be dominated by men now is either 50-50 or gradually the demographic is changing. And we have to begin to interrogate this to find out what is going on. Um, what has changed in the society? Is it because women having brought forth the issues very efficiently and organized themselves? I remember when we had women in development, women and, and development, gender and development, and now you have gender mainstreaming. But we cannot shape a wholesome society if when we have confronted with a problem, we address it on one side and we neglect the other side because we're constantly maybe ending up with a problem 
of the family and the community. If our women cannot find men to settle down um, and for them to find a hand in balance, a hand that can work with them, a mind that can engage and have a level discussion, um, an educated discourse, and they can plan their family and see how they can shape the community together, we have a problem. If our young men are by the side of the road, I was engaging some teachers recently, and in our schools, you have a problem with violence. Predominantly males. Young males coming with weapon, young males with, with, with drugs, young, young males affronting uh, not only principal, teachers, security. These are the, the trends that we are seeing. And so the level of dropouts is higher. DPSU President Steve Joseph President of Dominica, Charles Saver, has again made a call for the embargo on Cuba to be lifted as he represented Dominica at the 77th session of the UN General Assembly at the UN headquarters in New York on Wednesday. Mr. Saver said the trade and economic embargo imposed on Cuba continues to be of concern and lifting it has become more urgent in light of the global impacts that Russia's war in Ukraine is having on food security. The Commonwealth of Dominica continues to join its voice with the voices of the overwhelming majority of members of this global organization to call for the immediate lifting of the unjustified trade restrictions and export bans imposed on the good people of Cuba. It has long been established that whatever the objectives were 60 years ago, when this embargo was instituted, it can no longer be justified if it ever was. The government of Dominica therefore strongly urges the few states who continue to support these sanctions to heed the call of the overwhelming majority of us gathered here and lift this archaic and unfair embargo against Cuba and let us all support the full integration of the Cuban people into the global financial and trading systems. Meanwhile, Mr. Saver also called for the lifting of the sanctions placed on Venezuela since March 2015. The United States of America declared Venezuela as posing an unusual and extraordinary threat to the national security and foreign policy of the United States and imposed the sanctions on that country. The United States has been followed by a number of countries in imposing sanctions. And since then, the good people of Venezuela have been enduring severe hardships and sufferings from the imposition of numerous financial and economic sanctions. The consequences of these sanctions prevent millions of Venezuelans from meeting the most basic needs, made even worse by the COVID-19 pandemic and the war in Ukraine, further impacting Venezuela's contracted economy and an already weakened health system. The Commonwealth of Dominica again joins with the voices of many other members of this global organization to call for the immediate lifting of the unjustified oil embargo and other general sanctions imposed on the people of Venezuela. The political, economic, social, 
and humanitarian crisis in Venezuela demands immediate attention. It is further incumbent on, upon all of us to provide short and long-term solutions and opportunities for Venezuela to resolve its challenges and quickly improve the lives of ordinary Venezuelans. President Charles Savra, Technical Manager of the National Center for Testing Excellence Lab, Dr. Ian Lambert, says the Dominica Bureau of Standards has recently gone through the first part of accreditation exercise where it has met all requirements for accreditation. Dr. Lambert says the news was received this week and has been informed that the next steps will be to go to the Evaluation Accreditation Committee and then finally the Accreditation Council for final approval. So we are looking forward to accreditation of that lab, I would say by the latest, the end of October. You just have to go to the formal exercise now, where the case has to be made now, as I said, by the assessors, that this lab in Dominica has met all the requirements for accreditation. Therefore, our recommendation is that the lab should be accredited. So we're looking forward to that news pretty soon. And once we are accredited, let me also add, so whatever work we do in that area would be internationally acceptable. Once those tests are done, they'll be accepted anywhere in the world because they'll be coming from an accredited lab. As far as I am aware, we'll be the first laboratory in the OECS to be accredited for food and environmental microbiology within our scope of accreditation. Dr. Ian Lambert, president of the Dominica Council on Aging, Ophelia Olivacci-Marie, has revealed that 50 individuals will be recognized for their service to senior citizens in Dominica. She shared an overview of the event where a wide variety of individuals are being recognized. The spirit of altruism, volunteerism, and caring will be recognized and highlighted, stated Marie. The event takes place at 4.30 p.m. at the Goodwill Parish Hall. So we will be highlighting their contribution to the work of the council and to the work that happens within the communities for older persons, 50 persons, and they are from all across the island for long service or long participation in the work of the council, special developmental contributions to the work of the council, and we have people from all different walks of life. We have tailors, seamstresses, we have musicians, we have teachers, nurses, persons who give of their time, those who give of their talent, and those who give of their treasure. It really is a celebration of giving, of recognizing the giving, really what underpins the work and the success of the council. It's going to be at the St. Alphonsus Parish Hall in Goodwill. The entire activity is being held under the patronage of His Excellency, the President of the country. Mrs. Ophelia Olivace-Marie. After five years, the NYCD reports a female-dominated list for its 2022 National Youth Awards, with just over 60% of nominees being female or belonging to groups run by young women. Ashma McDougall, president of the NYCD and event manager for the NYA, says that while she had hoped for a longer list of nominees, she is pleased with the diversity of this year's recipients. She went on to list the persons who were nominated for the various awards. 32 youth have been nominated across 14 categories of awards and our winners will be announced at the award ceremony. The award nominees are as follows. Outstanding Youth in Agriculture, Aliyah Lipla and Lakia Joseph. 
Outstanding Community Youth Organization Award, the St. Mary's Academy 4-H Club, Outstanding Youth in Climate Activism and Environmental Advocacy, Ferdinand Valmond, Christiana Paul, Ashford Norris, and Janelle Brisbane. Outstanding Youth in Creative and Literary Arts, Zoe Bannis and Tana Valmond. Outstanding Youth or Youth Organization in Cultural Preservation and National Heritage, Cornelia Adams, the Youth Emergency Action Committee, Umoja, CHS, Odell Hamilton, and Tasha Pelte. Outstanding Youth in Digital Transformation, Davidson Edwards. Outstanding Youth Living with Disabilities, Cameron Augustine and Alistair Abel. Outstanding Youth in Diaspora, Dr. Gerald Joseph. Outstanding Youth in Entrepreneurship, Jamali Peer, Lakia Joseph, Darren Libla, Shirley Girardel, Jemima Mills, and Crystal Hilton. Outstanding Youth in Indigenous Cultural and Traditional Preservation, Adicia Burton. Outstanding Youth in Liberal and Performing Arts, Alisa Lita. Outstanding Youth in Media Award, Linda Martin and Dizan Peltier. Esteemed Volunteer Award, Anaya Peter and Felicia Pierre. And JCI Dominica Fidel Yankee Excellence in Leadership Award, Chevine Dominique, Darren Libla, Felicia Pierre, and Manuela Gregoire. NYCD President Ashma McDougall. Prosper Paris, Kalinago Cultural Officer, observes that there are many intriguing events planned for Kalinago Week 2022 with a focus on history and entertainment. In order to preserve and highlight the rich cultural history of the Kalinago people, this year's Kalinago Week celebration has the theme Building Resilience Through Kalinago Heritage, Pride in People, Strength in Community. The awards ceremony, which was hosted last year, was one of the celebrations that they intended to have this year as Kalinago Week celebrations had been postponed for the previous two years owing to the pandemic. So this 2022, we have included a number of activities and one of those for the longest while we have not put is awarding the contribution of deserving individual with a lifetime or as a group has impacted on other people of the Karinago people. We intend to do that yearly. And I show some people home for those of you who are listening and have in mind why that person, why that person didn't award. You will be awarded. And if you're not awarded on the earth, maybe your treasures in heaven, the good Lord will reward you someday. So you have to do things not for looking for, trying to look for award down there. You do things at your heart and it surely will impact people. During the Kalinago Week Awards ceremony yesterday, more than 20 notable and influential Kalinago residents, groups, clubs, and enterprises were honored. The category of awardees spanned from cultural contributions, education, sports, and health. These people are what we award today. I'm sure in one way or the other, they have impact on somebody's life or people's lives or groups on individual in your lifetime. We continue to encourage you to do the good thing you are doing. I and mean, we continue to encourage the young ones, the people who are working in community service, the people who work selflessly in the community. We want to encourage them to do well. And of course, you will be rewarded or awarded someday. 
Allen Agricultural Officer Prosper Paris. Education Officer for Exams Magali Celestin expressed her enthusiasm at the achievement of secondary schools and their students who did better than the original average during the publication of the 2022 CCLSC examination results. Celestin remarked that all the participating schools performed well, with some scoring better overall, while others maintained their ratings over time, despite the fact that there were 120 fewer students taking the final examinations than the previous year. 25 out of 32 courses that Dominica's educational system offers did higher than the country's average, according to her. Here is a summary of performance at the 2022 CCSLC exams. The Dominica Community High School has again maintained its 100% pass rate in CCSLC English. The Arthur Waldron SDA Academy took up the challenge this year and also received a 100% pass rate. The Northeast Comprehensive School has improved in performance in English, and six out of the nine schools have shown a downward trend in performance in English. St. Martin Secondary School, Arthur Waldron SDA, and Portsmouth Secondary School obtained a 100% pass rate in maths. Five out of the 10 schools have shown marked improvement in mathematics, and outstanding performance in math came from the Goodwill Secondary School this year. They had a leap from 59.1% in 2021 to 70.6% in 2022. Hats off to GSS. The Arthur Waldron SDA Academy has shown outstanding performance in both CCSLC English A and CCSLC Mathematics in 2022. That's a good comeback. We hope you maintain that throughout. A total of 462 students, which represents 83.5%, have attained mastery or competent levels in the 2022 CCSLC exams. These figures represent a 9% increase when compared to 2021. A job well done at all 10 schools, and I look forward to the introduction of CCSLC digital literacy at most, if not all schools, in 2023. Education Officer for Exams Magali Celestin and Parliamentary Representative for St. Joseph, Dr. Addis King, says celebration of the Titiwi Festival is a great opportunity for Dominicans to commit themselves to preserving and protecting the bountifulness of the island's rivers. She was speaking at the launch of the Titiwi Festival in Layu, which happens together with World Rivers Day this weekend. She says this commitment must be made to all rivers and waterways on the island. In truth, rivers that are around you are also within you. In some cultures, to pollute or destroy a river is to pollute or destroy yourself. Look at the healthy fish that is spawned in these waters of the Lai River. Look at our Titiwi. Dominicans, we are truly blessed. We have water in abundance, and it is therefore our responsibility to protect this gift of life. 
In other news this afternoon, the war crimes team of London's Metropolitan Police, popularly known as Scotland Yard, is examining a complaint made by a British human rights lawyer, Michael Pollack. This accuses four people, said to be United Kingdom residents, of abducting and torturing Indian-born Antiguan diamond merchant Mehul Choksi. In a characteristically conservative manner, Scotland Yard revealed, We can confirm that the Met's War Crimes Unit, part of the Counter-Terrorism Command, received a referral on 7 June 2021, which relates to allegations of torture. The referral is being assessed by officers in accordance with the CPS SO15 Referral Guidelines of War Crimes and Crimes Against Humanity. The four seem to be 31-year-old Hungarian Barbara Jarabek, 45-year-old Gerdip Bath of St. Kitts and Nevis, 50-year-old British national Gurjit Singh Bandal, and 63-year-old Gurmit Singh, an Indian. And in the shadow of Russian President Vladimir Putin's Wednesday speech, a clear sign that the war in Ukraine is not going well for Russia, CBS News' Deborah Potter toured Izium, where she got inside the first base and trenches that fell as the counteroffensive to take Kharkiv region began. Potter also spoke to a member of the Ukrainian Special Forces that led the assault, and he shared his footage of the early days of the fighting. Vladimir Putin is a sore loser. He is raising the stakes after suffering humiliating losses on the battlefields of Kharkiv. And we got a rare look at just how his demoralized troops performed on the ground. The most fortified Russian base in occupied Kharkiv collapsed in a matter of hours. It was the breaking point, explained Senior Lieutenant Taras Berezovets of the Bohan Special Forces Brigade, which led the six-day assault. If the Ukrainian army failed here, I think the whole offensive was in danger. In their line of fire, a Russian base called Moskva after Moscow in the small village of Nova Husarivka, soldiers surprised while playing poker. This is where Russian troops set up their headquarters. And you can see, look around, they fled in such a hurry, it's like a museum of panic. They were in such a rush to get out of here. Military rations, gas masks, musical instruments, all abandoned as the commanders were the first to flee, leaving their troops at a nearby camp. I'm walking down the long line of a Russian trench dug here. This is where they settled down and had to flee after owning it for more than six months. It's perfectly preserved. A pot of food, a fur coat, religious icons, even an ancient typewriter. And the Ukrainian uh, forces effectively attacked uh, Russians not uh, from the front. They've been outflanked and uh, that explains... And outsmarted? And outsmarted. They were fleeing from, from here just like rats. This was supposed to be one of Russia's elite units, many of them paratroopers. The man Putin is now drafting to the front line are far less experienced. Some have never fought in a war. It's a deeply unpopular move back home, sparking nationwide protests across Russia that have already seen over 1,300 people arrested. As many as 300,000 Russians face the draft, those with medical expertise are being conscripted with immediate effect. And we understand that call-up papers are already being handed out. And that's the midday news, but first a recap of the headlines. Dominica's President Charles Saver has called for the U.S. embargo on Cuba and Venezuela to be lifted. 
The war crimes team of London's Metropolitan Police, also known as Scotland Yard, is examining a complaint by British human rights lawyer Michael Pollack and is assessing allegations on abduction and torture of Mehul Chaksi. And Russian President Vladimir Putin's Wednesday speech is seen as a clear sign that the war in Ukraine is not going well for Russia. The news is brought to you. Compliments Courts Dominica Limited and Discover Dominica Authority. I'm Kimberly Benjamin. Our news as it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens, local, regional and global. Only on Q95, the big station, Q95 DAH.